millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No. This is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, oh. Hello and welcome to Parenting with a Punch show. I'm your host, Amanda Hool, founder of Parenting with a Punch. Visit my website, parentingwithapunch.com to learn all the ways that you can work with me. I'm here today live from Denver, Colorado, and I have a special guest here, Liz Libby, the co-founder of Rising Tide Women. She is a Certified lactation specialist, certified doula, and I am so happy to have her here. So let's give her a warm welcome and have her join us. Hello. Hi. Good to see you. Thanks for having me today. This is great. Thank you for coming on and being flexible with my travel schedule. That's that entrepreneur life we were talking about. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It, that's just how it works. And you got to roll with the punches sometimes and, and get it done. Right. <laughs> well, like parenting, you know, it's <laughs> absolutely. So please. So you're, you're located, um, in like the greater Boston area. So you're a local business. So I, I'd love to tell our viewers, um, where you're located. And of course, tell us all about rising tide women. Yeah, absolutely. So we serve Boston. We also serve the South Shore and Cape Cod as well. Um, I actually live on the Cape and my partner is in Kingston, but we do serve a lot of Boston clients as well. So we serve families from pregnancy all the way through birth, postpartum, breastfeeding. We do doula support. We do birth education. We actually just launched an kind of an online, it's not really a, it's sort of a coaching program, but not really, 
um, this online program that is for pregnant folks and our first batch is launching for people who are due in September. Um, and it kind of includes your birth education and ongoing support from the two of us. So I work with um, a fellow doula and it's going to be amazing. So we're just, we're excited. Basically our whole thing is sisterhood. We want to really meet folks where they're at and kind of get rid of this judgmental space in parenting. Yes. And we, yeah, like our goal is like, we want to give you information and then trust you to make the right decision for you because you're a grown person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <it's> <laughs> yeah. And, and we, and we were just talking about this briefly about the fact of like, it takes a village and, you know, like I can't what 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And even, of course, even further, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And it just feels like you were saying that it just feel parenthood can seem so much more isolating and, yeah. um, you know, trying to create that, that environment for parents to be able to thrive and, and not feel guilty for reaching out for that support. Because when you do reach out for that support, it's, it's so vital. It is. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up, I actually grew up here on the Cape, but I grew up as part of a big family. We had cousins and aunts and uncles. And, you know, then when I had my kids, we lived away and I was like in this house alone with these two newborn babies, my first two are twins. And it was a real wake up call for me. That's actually kind of what got me into this work is because I was like, wow, I want to help other people have a better experience than what I had. Absolutely. It's, it's so important. Good for you. And it's, you know, I, I I like to, you know, all the guests on my show, you know, talking about parenting and empowerment and, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, even just, you can never talk too much about parents and like self-care and you just never know when somebody could be tuning into, you know, this specific show and just like, really feel empowered in that moment. And like, just, it could be like two words that just resonates with that parent. And that, you know, that, that's what I, I want to create and and build. And I, and I know you do, of course. So I'd love to hear like some of the, the self care um, that you were talking about and and how you kind of like got into co-founding rising tide women. Yeah, absolutely. I actually used to be really terrible at self-care. My, my husband went, started medical school when our twins were 10 months old and I was really isolated. We moved a lot for his training. Mm -hmm. And um, when we moved here to the Cape, this is hopefully our last move. That was the plan. I I always say like our next move is the cemetery. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Um, But I really, I feel like I've learned a lot. um, And really these past five years, especially about how important it is to take care of yourself. And it's something I never did because it felt like just one more person to take care of. You know, it felt like just another thing on the to-do list that I was failing at. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's like not a good feeling, you know? So I like, it just sucks to be failing at like one more thing, but um, yeah, but I really am starting to just put myself at the top of that list. It's, we always say like, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's really important. 
Um, And I think a lot of what we do is encourage our clients to do some emotional self-care. I feel like there's a lot out there about like physical self-care and trying to get enough sleep. And we support with that as well. We do overnights so that we can help our, you know, our parents get more sleep. But a lot of what we do ends up being kind of emotional support. And so much of what we talk about is like, just feel your feelings. Like it, however you feel is okay. Right. Because you know? I feel yeah. like, that, yeah. And as parents so often, and I'm sure you see this in your work too. So often we feel a certain way, like we feel frustrated or we feel burned out. And then on top of that, we feel guilty about how we're feeling or if we feel like we shouldn't feel that way, yeah. you know? And that I think is actually sometimes more damaging because I know, I know it's true. I, I, especially, you know, in co-parenting, whether or not you're still together or, you know, that, that being able to like own how you feel and be able to communicate that with your partner, I think is, I think a lot of, um, parents and especially mothers, of course, struggle with that. Um, and it's, you know, I, I mean, I get it and I, you know, I understand it, but at the same time, I feel like when you're able to have that open communication, like you said, like really talk about your feelings and like how you're like, there's so much mom guilt. There's so much mom guilt. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a lot, you know, like in breastfeeding when, you know, when things are going, when parents are having a rough time with breastfeeding, there's so much, you know, in addition to like the logistical difficulties, there's so much guilt and shame and parents feel like they're failing and, you know, a big part of what I do is just come in and say, like, you are enough for your baby. You are enough for your kids. How, however this goes, whether you keep breastfeeding or not, you know, that you are still the parent that your kids need and you're doing okay. You know, like breastfeeding is awesome, but it's not the measure of a good parent, you know, (laughs) like, And I'm sure you probably see that often, correct? With, with family, like moms struggling with probably latch. I mean, all, I, all of, all of the pieces that go into breastfeeding, I'm sure. I mean, they call me because they're having trouble. So yeah, I see it, you know, and often I'm able to support those moms and they go on to have great breastfeeding relationships. And sometimes they choose not to, or sometimes they just can't. And like, I really never want a mom to walk away feeling like I failed. I want them to walk away feeling like I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that. I worked hard. (laughs) I kicked ass. I'm sorry. Can I say that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I I wasn't going to do that. Um, (laughs) You're totally fine. (laughs) I want them to feel like I did the best I could do, and that's enough for my kid. You know? Yep. And, And I think that, like, so often we're trying to like frame our clients emotions for them, but we need to help them to do it for themselves, you know? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like teaching them, you know, how to do it, modeling it for them, like giving them specific tools, um, you know, and I think just having that accountability, like having that support system, somebody that they can call somebody that, that they know is going to be there like in those moments of distress. Yeah. Because a lot of times they, they're not getting it or they don't, you know, and not, not purposefully that they're not getting it from their partner, but it's just a different, it's just a different dynamic. I think, right. It's a different support. 
Absolutely. And I think culturally we're not, you know, our culture doesn't really equip parents, you know, co-parents or the partners to be there in a, right. you know, in the best possible way. Like we're not showing them how to do that, you know, especially if they're, if they're male, they're really, you know, culturally we expect them to like not do the feelings thing, you know, right. <laughs> like that's not helpful for anybody. <laughs> so. No, it, it is not healthy for anybody. I mean, I, just seeing it, you know, being amongst friends and, um, you know, I'm not a mommy yet, but, you know, being around my niece, um, and seeing it's just the dynamics are, I mean, it's, it's so important to have that, that healthy, happy, like open communication between the two parents. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of, of what we talk about with our clients is like, the more that you are doing that emotional self-care and you're just giving yourself a little space to feel however you feel and right. to like, work through that in whatever way is healthy for you, mm-hmm. whether it's like therapy or exercise or, you know, yeah. like sitting down with a bowl of ice cream, whatever is going to help you get through today, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah. And just that like taking care of yourself in that way helps you be a better parent, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you, I know you, I feel like you tell people there. <laughs> and so I, I'd love to hear too, like, what, what would you say your number one self-care tip would be for parents or, I mean, it, it could even be like layered, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing, cause we work with brand new parents is sleep, like prioritize sleep. So often I see folks and they're like, up doing the dishes or they're, you know, like they're trying to get their environment organized, which is great. I'm someone when my environment is disorganized, I feel disorganized. But like when you are really severely sleep deprived, you process information differently and everything becomes more difficult. So you can get in a 20 minute power nap during the day. I'm not going to say sleep when baby sleeps. It's the most irritating advice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Even if you can get in one nap per day, it's going to make those nighttime wake ups more bearable, you know, and it's going to make you give you a little more resources to manage your own energy and your stuff. You know, so sleep is big, even if you can get like whatever little extra bit you can get is amazing. <laughs> Very cool. So I'm curious to what's your thought process on the whole, like sleeping when the baby sleeps? Is it just because like, is it more of like the co-sleeping or? No, I think it's, you know, it's hard because first of all, you can only do it with the first kid. Right. Because if you have more than one kid, they're not, chances are they're not napping at the same time. But also, but you know, like even then, it's like every time the baby sleeps, you might only have 15 or 20 minutes because sometimes they're just cat napping. And in that time, you, you know, like a nap is great, but you're not going to be able to lay down every time because you might want to do things like shower or eat food or like just, exist for 10 minutes with no one touching you, you know, like those are are all important (laughs) too. So, you know, and, and I think that we have to also honor that, like, it's hard to feel relaxed in a space that's messy for some of us. Some of us are totally cool with it. No judgment. I support that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, but like for some people that's difficult. So, you know, they want to like 
clean up a little bit when they can, or, you know, like there's just other stuff to be done. So you can't always lay down every time the baby sleeps. So yeah, no, that, and that makes sense. Yeah. So even though, I mean, like it would be great if you could, like that's the ideal, but it's just not possible for most people. And it's one of those, like people say it so often and moms get really frustrated with it because they're like, yeah, great. I would if I could, you know? (laughs) Seriously. Come over and hang with the baby so I can do it. (laughs) Well, I wonder too, it's probably, I mean, I feel like you in trying to sleep on the baby sleeping, like I don't you part of you like subconsciously you're wanting to like be up or awake, like if the baby wakes up. So it's probably hard to really be able to like fully fall asleep unless you're co-sleeping, obviously. But I mean, that's, that's a whole other, (laughs) that's a whole other can of worms, but exactly. (laughs) I, there's a lot of like, you know, baby will go down and then the parents are, the mom feels like, Oh my gosh, like, how long do I have? Am I going to be able to get enough sleep? There's like a lot of anxiety wrapped up in that, you know? So I agree. Yeah. So, and that's why I always say like, let's, let's like remove some of the pressure, you know, like you don't have to like, you don't have to nap perfectly. We, again, we don't want that to be like one more thing you're failing at, you know, <laughs> like I know. <laughs> now great. Now I'm a bad napper, you know, <laughs> But like, even if you could just lay down and close your eyes, just get some rest. I, I think that that sleep is a huge part of, you know, there's some good research linking that, you know, extreme sleep deprivation with postpartum mood disorders, yeah. um, you know, and it's just, we know it's not good for us. So, you know, do what you can within that. Cause you know, like we generally don't recommend sleep training before a year, you know, and and again, no judgment if you if parents have done that. Like, right, yeah. Like, I recognize that it gets things get really hairy. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know, again, that's the like ideal. But like, right. you know, so because babies, especially newborns, they need those nighttime calories. So, like, how do we then cope with that so that the parents can function as a unit if they're together and as individual humans? You know. Right. Yep. So. So there is, you know, that physical and emotional self-care really work together, but right. You know, but I think in terms of emotional self-care, that's my big recommendation is just feel your feelings. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think the, I think we need to come back more at, like to the emotions and the feelings piece, because I think that's yeah. so vital for, and especially for like the new parents. I mean, all parents of any ages really, but especially yeah. when you're a new parent, Yeah. And I think we have this idea that like, you're supposed to enjoy every minute and which is like, first of all, if we even take like 10 seconds to examine that, that expectation is completely bananas. Like, do you enjoy every second of literally anything? No, nobody does. Cause that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it's true. And it goes right back to like the pressure and the judgment and like the mom guilt. And like, we just put so much, on moms and they're just like expected to be, you know, the absolute best. And they, they are, I mean, they're, they're the parent. Right. But I, it's funny because like 
for me, I have immense amount of patience for children, but when it comes to adults, I have none. Right. But (laughs) it doesn't come, it doesn't come all that natural for, for all, you know, parents and that, and that's okay that where there's, there's no like magic, you know, I mean, it's a conscious decision to have children. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's the thing is like, we're, we feel like as moms, I know, you know, for myself, for many years, I had this expectation, like I was supposed to be this like eternally smiling, eternally patient. I was supposed to put myself last and put everyone else first Mm -hmm. and like sacrifice everything. And like, that's pretty messed up. You know, like that's not how we are supposed to exist as, as humans. We need to be humans. We need to like get angry sometimes and we need to be frustrated sometimes. And there, you're not going to enjoy every minute because there are some minutes that just suck and that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, it is totally normal. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So the biggest takeaway for all of our viewers listening today is, um, things suck and not every single moment is going to be the freaking best and that's okay. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, I just, I want to like smash that expectation that like, you know, it's that image that we get sold when we're pregnant that like, you're going to be like sitting on a white couch and your hair done and makeup and like peacefully nursing your baby who never cries. And like, that's just not how parenting looks, you know? No, not, not at all. You know, regardless of where any parent is at and in, in their journey and some kids are less, you know, crying or not, I, I don't know. You're going to experience some sort of <laughs> shit. <Yeah. laughs> And like, and you're going to have moments where it's amazing and you are going to feel like knocked off your feet by how fiercely protected you are of this tiny person. And you're going to, you know, like there are moments that are amazing, but there are also moments that like are not that fun. And I just think that we need to be honest with people about that, that like, it's not all puppies and sunshine. And like, that's okay. You know, like that's how life is. It's supposed to go up and down. Cause if you didn't have the downs, you wouldn't appreciate the ups. Right. No, it's true. And again, right back to the self-care piece, like in those moments of frustration, yes, you can let it out and you can get frustrated and you can be upset and you can be angry, but knowing like how you can take care of yourself, like, so you don't end up like it flowing into the rest of your day. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it makes such a difference when you're able to like be mindful of, of knowing where you're at, like let it out, express it, do what you have to do and then figure out like, and and not beat yourself up over it. Yeah. And just knowing (laughs) that like that feeling of being frustrated or however you might be feeling doesn't mean anything about what kind of a parent you are. Like you're not a bad mom because you get frustrated. You're not a bad mom because you're having a bad day. Like, I think that is because we, we tend to like internalize that and we feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm the worst, you know? Um, and that's, yeah, like that's really like, I just want to really encourage people to just be open about like, if you feel rough, it's okay. And know that that doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It just means you're human like the rest of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to share your website for anybody that is 
uh, would love to check out Liz at uh, risingtidewomen.com and for our um, audio, www.risingtidewomen.com. Liz, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, and Look forward to connecting further and hopefully collaborating some more. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Well, that was Parenting with a Punch show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Please visit my website, uh, parentingwithapunch.com, to learn more uh, about my services. And I am currently uh, have a iFund Women's campaign, so please be sure to check that out. Um, My services are at a much lower rate than what I typically charge in honor of women's empowerment. So get on over there and tune in for our next guest next week. And as always, keep asking for more. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Yo, this ain't parent time to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parent time to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh.